Dear ones, welcome to Secret Gardening with Sarah. I hope this is a place for you to find some beauty, delight, and rest today. The song of this season is Today If You Hear Him by Taylor Linhart. And guys, we are at 20 episodes. Thank you for being with me through this season. It really has been a joy and a place to process for me. I hope it's been helpful for you, and just so you feel prepared, next week will be my last episode of this this season, season one. I do dearly love the number 21, so I thought that might be a good episode number to stop on. I'm taking a little break from podcasting so I can pursue some other projects. In case you haven't gathered, I am a woman of many interests and passions, and it's a blessing, but sometimes it's hard to set boundaries because I just want to do it all but I am limited and I can't do everything at once. So I'm trying to be wise with my time. I will probably come back in the winter, but stay tuned on my social media outlets, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And also, would you consider signing up for my newsletter? That's a great way to help me out. Um, I promise I only email once a month and hopefully it's a helpful and delightful letter for you. Um, So what will I be up to? Well, so glad you asked. I am revising a young adult novel. That's my first one, which I'm really excited about. I'm starting oil painting again, which has been on my heart for a long time. I I really love oil painting and I've been missing it. So now that I'm planted and settled in, I am ready to go. I'm also going to try some gouache painting for the first time. I am excited about that. And I'm asking God to lead me in the coming months for um, what I have in arts and ministry, and I'm doing a lot of Zoom instruction as well. So that's kind of where I'm at. I know planning has become a little bit more of a joke lately with the way that the world is going, but maybe it's always seemed like a joke to God who calls us to trust Him day by day. But um, I guess we're all on a lifetime journey learning to trust Him better, aren't we? Well, here's episode 20 for you, my friends. Crow's Feet riddles, and happy harvesters. Weathered lines on the outer corners of her eyes were sunken into her tan skin, indicating a lifetime of smiling. Her eyes twinkled, and she was so warmly kind. When I think of my second grade teacher from when I lived in Arkansas many years ago, I don't remember many details, but I remember these particular ones. In fact, when I first learned of the expression crow's feet, I knew exactly whose eyes I first noticed that particular detail of branching wrinkles. I'm grateful and exceedingly glad that my example of crow's feet were from someone who smiled often. I remember at several points in my life experiencing jaded adults with weary spirits who said something like, Enjoy your youth. Youth is wasted on the young and you don't know what you have. I remember taking that almost warning 
to heart. I didn't want to grow up. I didn't want to grow into a weary, spirited adult. I clung to optimism and any positive silver lining I could. I lashed on to stories of fairies and flying and magic. I also remember experiencing adults' jealousy while looking at me. It was a strange sensation to be joyful, to share something, even if that something was me. To then be around people who cannot experience that joy with you. On the other hand, there were people like my second grade teacher who taught me that being old doesn't have to be joyless. Life felt like a challenge. I would do everything in my power to not be jaded, I decided. Little did I know that this idea of doing was exactly what brought people to this place of weariness. Well, essentially, this idea of earning grace. I think there are moments of our expectations being squashed that lead us to a dark place, and then life hits with pain or grief or any number of sin-stained arrows. It's easy to give up the fight for joy in that case, too. In being serious, I cast aside the things I loved, like reading for fun, playing outdoors, imagining all sorts of stories, and searching for the questions that riddle the mystery of life. I cast them aside to pursue more serious, useful things, but they kept creeping into my desires. I spent years trying to unlearn these doing tendencies of mine that were my own proud declarations of how to live life. If I followed a plan, surely things will go my way, right? I know, so foolish. As it turns out, the Lord let me wander off and explore these other ways to live, knowing nothing would satisfy. So when I turned to him exhausted and disconsolate, all the more I would see how he satisfies in depth and width and length and height. Speaking of dimensions, I'm curious if you've ever sold your earthly treasure online to strangers. They're always asking for dimensions. We want to know if these objects will fit in our space, don't we? I guess that's an aspect of treasure, to talk about its bigness. The hordes of gold in the dragon cave, the huge chest full of buried pirate's booty, the countless crown jewels that are this big or that shape. I used to love when the seven dwarfs would go mining for their treasure in the story of Snow White. I remember having a fast food toy of one of the dwarfs dragging what looked something like a cart of coal and some jewels peeked out from the rocks. It was made of plastic, but It was my treasure. It awakened something in my imagination. I was fascinated by the shiny potential beneath digging in the ugly. It was just a toy, but I think of it all the time. I would create stories in my head and imagine what it would be like to have a treasure so great. How much more wonderful to have found it amidst a dark cave. This week, I've been so enjoying musing on silly things. The very, the very fact that things can be silly is such a grace. And then I started thinking of riddles, the concept of a riddle. It made me think in contrast of my desire to understand and maybe even control life. Maybe if I could figure out the riddle of life, I could be satisfied. And then it hit me afresh again. There are riddles all around There are dark things everywhere, waiting for some digging to find the bright, shiny jewels. Jesus made sure that the ending to all of our stories, yours and mine, is very good when we trust him. Why do we try to figure everything out to control it? 
Maybe we could approach the world like a kid approaching a riddle to figure out, to figure it out, to instead enjoy it, to share with, to share it with others, to laugh, to smile with branching wrinkles stretched out on our radiant faces so that one day, years later, a little girl all grown up will be like a child again, looking for her shiny treasure. Last year, I mused at the idea of this little square of land in my neighborhood. I thought it would be a perfect place for a community garden, because gardening's like all up in my head lately, if you haven't noticed. There was a small patch of a garden there, but it was pretty pathetic. Maybe one person's, um, you know, experiment. I remember thinking maybe I could do something about it if I could like rally and talk to everybody, but I was pretty new in the neighborhood and I didn't really know everybody quite yet. It takes time. So I talked to God about it, but I just, I had too much on my plate. He reminded me that I don't have to fix or change the world overnight. In fact, I don't have to fix or change the world at all because he's our salvation, not me. Praise the Lord. Anyways, I surrendered and committed to praying for our neighborhood. I prayed for our neighbors to know each other better. I prayed for different people to come together like never before. I asked God for big things. <laughs> this morning I laughed as I drove by that property completely covered by a community garden that my neighbors have had time to cultivate in this strange season. There are sunflowers. There are tomato plants. There are squash. It is full of green. And it's really growing now. One of my neighbors has a golf cart, and um, they had driven over to fill it up and spray and do all the stuff and water the garden. It was really kind of humorous to see a little golf cart in the garden. I couldn't believe it. In this strange season that I could never have predicted, I have been able to meet more neighbors than I've ever met before. We've even had neighbor fence parties and porch time and even socially distant walks with new friends, um, walks and talks. My neighbor invited me to watch a movie outside on a projector just yesterday. Isn't that cool? Maybe Jesus is not looking for us to work so hard to control how we want the story to go. Maybe he's trying to engage us in the mining of true treasure, of enjoying each other, growing together, and trusting him more. Maybe, just maybe, God loves the happy harvester not because of the quantity, but because of the quality of the time. Do you know when someone says a word and the word comes alive because there's so much love behind the communication of that word? It's happened to me a myriad of times. All of a sudden, the word is packed full of significance where before it was just being used for lip service or I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. Once a woman asked me, what do you desire? It was the most simple of questions, and I didn't know her very well at the time. But there was so much love behind that question that I broke into tears at the depth of the care that she had for me. I want to be more of a person who when people think of me, they think of warm kindness, smiling crow's feet and twinkling eyes because I suspect then I will look more like the love of Jesus. Let your feet take off running.
I'm going to declare these words to you from the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 44 through 46. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. I love that Jesus tells parables. The mystery of stories and the beautiful truth that is as simple for a child to understand. It's just really beautiful. I have been thinking a lot about how once you trust Jesus and you surrender to him and obey and you learn what that feels like, there's just nothing else that you want to do but trust him. And even when I have those times where I'm tempted for my own comfort. I know in my heart it's better when I trust him and if I can get past myself and my sinful my sinful ways of my idols of comfort and that kind of thing. I see again afresh, anew. My eyes are reopened or opened wider to see how beautiful the treasure is. He is our treasure and he never gets old and he's warm and he's kind. He loves us so much. He has joy for us and gladness and he's human and he's God. And he's working for our good so we can trust him. So friends, I'll see you next week. Until then, I hope you see a piece of the shiny treasure today. Sincerely, Sarah. Mm-hmm.